what it is, fellas. Hey, Joe Boss. Just a couple of American males we got on the show today. Mm-hmm. Why do you say it like mm-hmm. that? We were talking about exciting topics of refrigerators telling us the weather. Ah. Oh, so like when you go to yeah. get your cup of coffee or OJ in the morning, the first thing you do is see the weather? It, I have my refrigerator. We were lucky. We got one of those really nice, expensive refrigerators at the scratch. Because you're store. successful and you work hard and you made a little coin <laughs> and you invested in your family. Like you got to keep the food cool. Don't be shy. It's cool, Trevor. It's okay. You're allowed to win. You're allowed to win sometimes. You don't have to apologize for being successful and buying a family a, a refrigerator that can tell you the weather, which is important. That's straight up. It, it literally has the function on it where, like, it, it has, like Aaron was talking about, when he comes to visit, it's usually right at the end of, uh, the beginning of September, end of August. And it has a, literally, trees on it with leaves starting to fall, and it tells you the temperature, and what the weather's going to be like right. for the rest of the day while you're in the kitchen. And well, it's listen, just that's not something that fun. when you brag about, most people will appreciate, unless they have, like, kids or uh, eating disorder and they like to keep their food crisp and you know how they want to eat when they go outside most people won't appreciate that it's not as sexy as like you bought a new truck with you know 48 inch rims and all the dubs and all, <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying it's, you did the right thing uh, your family man well, for, damn it it's definitely cool to be at the grocery store and knowing that everything you have is going to stay crispy or frozen <laughs> right. i i have right. a nice refrigerator too i make sure my food is like hey you know, I don't want soggy grapes. I want my crisp. You know, and I would like, well, I, I would I'm like a milk to drink too. Yeah, you I want, like the, cold, you want a cold, cold man. Yeah. I want a damn near ice cubes in it, which I can yes, do sir. with my automatic ice maker that has crushed, <laughs> cubed, circled. If I want to have an old fashioned, I, I think we should take this next further. I think we need to put some AI on these refrigerators that will talk to us, but they have to be completely honest. You know, like, hey. Oh, that's, a, that's hey, a whole other level. Hey, Tyrus, it's the fourth time you opened my door this morning. It's the same shit, bro. You're good. You're good. Go do something. Just Go work out. Go work out. We need to patent this now. Stop recording the podcast. <laughs> let's just let's think about this. Refrigerator, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Do you really need those Cocoa Puffs at 3 o'clock in the morning? The milk's gone bad. The milk's gone bad. Go to bed. Locking, locking, you are, you have exceeded your fat requests for the day. The refrigerator is locked till 6 a.m. in the morning. Go to bed. Do you know how many of those refrigerators would be out on the street? Oh, we would be dump trucks. We, I would be rude as hell at Fox. I'd be like, what, you talking to me? You know who I am? Do you know who I am? I'm the rude ass refrigerator guy. I'm the keeping it real refrigerator guy. Like. What about the upgraded model to where when you grab the handle, it actually takes, you know, your temperature, your heart rate and everything. And it could actually tell you like, well, statistics show that you are eating your feelings again. Yep. And <laughs> where it could like, you know, again. And I think it should be rude as hell. Like, listen, hey, your selfies are lies. I see you for what you are. <laughs> Stop catfishing. Yeah, yeah, you stop doing that. Stop taking those angles. Listen, listen, one glass of orange juice is fine. Pouring it in the beer mug with 32 ounces is not good. Like, what you're you're killing yourself. Like, I think it would be great. I think it would be awesome. I also think it would be like, uh, and it would then pray somebody in front of you who's doing well. Like, the wife goes to get a bottle of water and add a girl. Way to do it. You are the superstar of the day. Like, in the refrigerator plays a little song like good choice you picked an apple proud of you better than your father did dun, dun, dun. <laughs> snickers bar yep. guys oh, coming yeah. into work all yeah it out. also keeps an active inventory so like literally who ate the last milk oh that's easy that was it will show the video of who's who left just oh. a swallow in the cup you know what i'm saying just that got my mouth all ready for some orange juice and you know left nothing but a little tiny swallow in the cup like that's that's fighting terms right you want there. We'll talk about patenting idea, right? I'm serious. Oh my God. There's Someone's a lot of drinking out of the milk carton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a video a of, of it. A picture of it, you know? It wasn't me. Yep. Oh, man. But they could that's, solve that's so right many, there. so many family mysteries. So many things yeah. happen around the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Especially if you have teenagers in the house. Yeah. You know? Nobody uh, ever drinks the last of nothing. No. But it's all yeah. gone. 
They leave it because they too lazy yep. to take the ass store to go get it. I mean, you can do the same thing with washing machines, but you got to be careful. They're like, you know, if uh, you're if you make the mistake of being unfaithful, there's a good chance that the washing machine oh. be like, uh, there's a perfume on your shirt there, uh, Aaron. <laughs> That's not. Uh. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be careful. Then it would sell out. Yes. It would sell yes. out. Whoever manufactured that would yeah, sell we gotta, out. Every we gotta, housewife. Oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah, like literally, you put your hand on the thing, and it's a lie detector test. I mean, you can, there's a lot you can do with the refrigerator because yeah. eventually everyone comes to eat. So you could have whatever you wanted there because eventually he's gonna open the fridge. He's gonna open the fridge, <laughs> and when he opens the fridge, yeah, that's like when all, all the information, information just automatic yeah. download, everything on your cell phone goes up on the screen. <laughs> you joke though, some crazy <laughs> shit that could be yeah. out, you know what I mean? Like the way mark this episode. Yeah, I don't know how many calories is in that, but uh, your side chick is texting you, and she is not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Something about hashtag graduation. She's graduating today. Not really sure what that means. Uh, means, uh, My refrigerator dimed me out. My refrigerator dimed me out. You're better than this. (laughs) You're better than this. Yes, I would make sure that I had the, the refrigerator with the highest morals code. Like, you can... That's... Oh... You can set the code to your lifestyle. Like you could also go the other way with it, where you have the the AI is just the enabler, <laughs> who will be like, no, no, "Hey, <laughs> been twenty minutes, still got some chocolates in here. Come get it." <laughs> From a business standpoint, no, we can't. No, because here's the thing: people are going to be able to adjust, and and like that's going to be their willpower. If we sell a model that says, "No, this refrigerator is going to hold you accountable." The accountable right? so raider. It's, like it's like the George Floyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Refrigerator? No. Uh, refrigerator? No. Uh, refrigerator? Refrigerator? No. Um, yeah, then that would. Well, and and bless your heart. That that have been good for the one, the the evil one. That would be like forcing you to eat food. Like, hey, hey, you like know what? Like a Darth Vader model. Yeah, Twinkies like- and Oreos and milk with a little yes. bit of Kool Aid is phenomenal. Uh. <laughs> yes, for people who should just give yeah. up. Like if you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> like you just <laughs> tapped it in. Like, listen, the goal today is six thousand calories. We can do it. <laughs> I've got four quarts of Hagendas in here. Let's go to work. Oh my god! <laughs> Mark this episode because I feel in a few years when these are being sold. Like this will be like the Simpsons where we we yeah, foretold it. We will all be with serious receding hairlines sitting in a bar going, "Whose f-ing idea was that again?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be at the bar, but my hairline. No, 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 your hairline, your hairline will be fine. I can guarantee you that. And probably still all black. Yeah. Oh yeah, jet black. He, he'll still have the blue no. jacket on. No. It'll be eleven I o'clock don't. in the afternoon. <laughs> We've given up on life. We've lost everything. We've lost our family. But Aaron will still show up and looking nice going, what it is, fellas? Like, uh, it's, it's day shift is what it is. The, the forecast is bad. <laughs> I can and tell you the weather also. you're years old, bro. Yeah. yeah, on yeah. The, you're on the wrong side of 60 going, hey, man, I think I got booked in an indie show. Don't <laughs> 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 sell that merch, baby. This thing uh-huh. goes right. This thing goes right. I'm going to be up north in no time. It's never over. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the call. They are. What, what is it? The call can come at any time. Yep. Yep. Just unless you don't make it. R.I.P. V. I'll go out like a dentist stamp on it. <laughs> oh, man. That's the way to do it. Yep. Yep. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a hot minute. Tap the brakes on the aging process. Are you really ready to lose your shape? your muscle, your energy. Are you ready to get old? You can slow it down. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. Prove it to yourself, risk-free. Try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. New energy, muscle, drive, and even more passion. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Tyrus. 
Nugenics Total T Power Boost is backed by clinical studies and real science. Nugenics key ingredients like testophen have shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. In other words, it's based in science and it works. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231231 and enter the keyword Tyrus. Text now and you'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. Absolutely free. Text 231231 and enter keyword Tyrus. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Uh, man, I just feel like a refrigerator. The truthinator. The... We got it's there. It's it's right there. Yeah, we'll have it next week. We got to put it together. Maybe we'll do a contest of some sort. Like uh, they get a they get a free ten minute video chat with Aaron if they can help us name our accountable refrigerator. It's got to be good though. It's the new George Foreman grill of refrigerators, guys. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's how we connect this to wrestling. Do you know that the Foreman Grill was originally presented to Hulk Hogan? Yep. And (laughs) he said no. But to be fair, only Hogan could say no to what is a generational wealth deal. Lose everything and then Hulk up. And be the only old guy man in the world to make money off a sex tape. Like, he literally, Hulkamania will live forever, brother. Like, there is no question in my mind. The man is bulletproof. He survived Andre. He can survive anything. Hulk Hogan, the world ends. He will kick out at two and a half. Garen damn T, and he will Hulk up. (laughs) Like, he's just... He's, and Jimmy Hart will be right beside him. Right beside him, Daddy. <laughs> right beside him. Dude, Jimmy Hart, like I ran into him in Publix like about a year ago. In and he Tampa. was in gimmick. And, dude, sunglasses, hat, jack, like completely Jimmy Harted out. Jimmy Hart does not age. Yeah. Jimmy Hart no, does not I age. Know he was like 80. You could bring Jimmy Hart on this podcast old. and he would run it. He would run it. We would not get a word in. He starts like and he, love every minute of it and too. love every minute of it. You think of one of the nicest gentlemen to be in the sport who's done everything, has not always been treated the greatest by companies and stuff. He's written music, he's built careers, he's he's his he's taken some of the craziest bumps. Have you ever seen the Goldberg uh, Haku match, man? Where he, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. Uh, man, he and just, no one's ever said a bad word about him. Like I've never he, heard anybody. No, you, if you got a problem with Jimmy Hart, you you the problem. I don't even yeah. gotta, like. I would just stop. Like, hold on, who? You got a problem with Jimmy Hart? Besides me, because I have a problem with everyone, anyone who everyone likes, and I hate <laughs> that that Jimmy Hart falls in that category because it causes me. To, you like him too? Because I like him. I I really? I, I thought. I thought him managing well, Honky Tonk Man and the Hart Foundation was some of the greatest work of all time. Him and the Honky Tonk Man was the one of the greatest collaboration yep. combos of all time. And then, you know, then you look at him yep. and Adrian Adonis. Like, he was just – he was a part of so many things, but the way he did it, he never – like, he was there. He always made his moment, but he never, he never took the light. He always kept the light on – the wrestler like Bingo. that's yeah. what makes the manager that is the art you're there but you're not there until you're needed and yep. you know, him and heenan and um of course you got you know you can't without paul Heyman, you can't say paul Heyman. but the problem i think the problem if there is a problem with paul Heyman, and he would even admit this that he has become the star like, oh for sure Heyman's the star and you want to know if, if yeah, and it's up to the talent to step up because here's the deal: whomever you put and you say is now managed by Paul Heyman, they are a main eventer, whether they want or not, and it's sink or swim because he's a main event. He is the show. People yeah. come to hear him talk. People come to see the person he represents. 
And that, well, and if you can't get over with Paul Heyman or, and be connect with with being connected to him by asking him questions in the back, yeah, like maybe this isn't the business for you because that cat, like he, everything he touches, seems to be gold most of the time. Right, and like I said, um, that's rare that it works because usually once the manager becomes a star, you got to break up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, it's, yeah, and and Paul, you know, getting to work with him like I did in OVW. Um, I mean, I would be remiss to say that he was not a major, like, contributing factor to my promos and, like, now as a manager, you know? Like, Cornette and Heyman influenced me quite a bit, yeah, right, he- during that period of time. So it's like, it's just, and, and people, they consider them at odds where they have two different kinds of uh, philosophy, but the reality is they are very, very much alike, Um and it's like it's opposite ends, but it's the same coin. Right. Yeah. You and, can't, like I said, you know, Cornette, ha, he's just got one of the greatest minds. And mm. the diff, Cornette can take the, the, the thing about him is like you, he has that look that you just want to punch him in terms of like when he talks. He is the greatest heel manager because he just comes, he knows, he talks to you. He's just that smart ass guy that you want to slap. So that off the bat, yeah. Makes him, and that's not a that's not a, a shot at his character. That's just as a person. But I'm saying as he he's portrays a the manager, witted individual. Oh, he's, he's quick. Oh yeah, he can go. Like, he can oh go. yeah, um, he fire him off at you. And um, but his what makes him great is that he can take a uh, a a worker who's just a worker. You know, doesn't like. Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, both of them, I would say the microphone, with all due respect, wasn't phenomenal. Like, you know, they just kind of were, they were what they, they were who they were. They could work their ass off. They looked, they, nothing about them said Midnight Express, except their trunks, right? But as soon as you put them with Cornette, all of a sudden, all they got to do is go out and work. And when they, Midnight Express, that version of it, and Conway was a great version too, don't get me wrong. But those that the Stanley that that worked. Stanley, yeah. That they just worked, and like the you watch their matches. I don't care how long you've been in the game. Every time you watch the Midnight Express wrestle anyone, you're gonna learn something new. Bobby did shit that like you people still couldn't do, and he was doing high risk maneuvers, but his shit made sense. Dude, that leg it, drop. That leg just, drop, but like, you didn't yeah. see that leg drop as a cutoff. <laughs> no, no, and if he wasn't, and if he didn't need it, and Bobby had so much, shit, you hardly, you didn't see all his shit every night. He would hit stuff you yeah. wouldn't see, and he one man one night it's the elbow drop, then another night maybe it's a leg drop, maybe it's nothing at all, maybe it's a fist off the second. Like it wasn't the work; it was the the smoothness of their work, the the shitty way they, they slip in the tags, like tag team wrestling. Right now, there's tag team wrestling. I think is is becoming the the more recognizable main event whereas in, in, in other companies, the tag team divisions are, are hot and WWE has kind of slowed it down because they put the, the, the belts and they're not really, def- you know what I'm saying? It's like the, by a guy who has the money in the bank thing. So it's like, it's, it doesn't quite, they're not wrestling tag teams every night, you know? So, um, but other organizations, I like NWA, uh, AEW and what they're doing with tag teams. But, when you today's tag teams, if they took the time to sit down and watch matches for cutoffs from back then, they're so creative, so smart, but they all make sense. And the heels made mistakes because that's why they're heels. And it wasn't always the miss. And I think that's the thing that it's always the miss. Like Arn is the best. Him and Ole rest. Like I said, we lost Ole and Virgil this week. Weird combo to go at the same yep. time. But yeah, um, right. Rest in peace. Wow. Yep. Uh, and uh, speaking of tag teams, you can't you know Ole and Arn, but they would make mistakes. Shoot a guy off, gets reversed. They they run into each other, and the guy you know runs makes the tag, or or they make they have a miscommunication. Like they have a breakdown, which makes them heels. Because they cheat because they're not as good as the babyface. That's the basic premise of the whole thing, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why you cheat is because you can't compete. So you can do things like that. And when I hear guys like, oh, I don't want to look dumb. I'm like, 
No. You're in spandex, Bruce. <laughs> like you hear our an announcer talk about Arn going to the well one too many times. Yeah, like it's just yeah. high risk maneuver when it doesn't work. It's not always supposed to. It should be more crash and burns because then yeah. hence it's a high risk maneuver. And yeah. now well, no, it's you, just you know what was, botched. Like this is telling of that. So Cody, I'll never forget this. Cody and I did an Arn finish where. We like what there was a tag and Arn went through this with us, right? Like where how to make it look jumbled. So it happened, right? I think it was Seamus got the roll up one, two, three. So I'd forgotten about it. Years later, I was uh this was like two years ago. I was at an indie show um in Louisiana and it was right in New Orleans, and this this dude kept asking me, he's like, So when you messed up like that on TV, do you how do you know how to keep going? And I was like, What? Oh. And then he showed me it. Like, no, that was part of the finish. He goes, No, that wasn't. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a like he's an indie wrestler, but he was like telling me that like no, like how did you mess up and keep going? And and I was kind of pissed. Number one, because <laughs> I hope you didn't tell him. I wouldn't have told him. Yeah, so, well, you, uh, you know, I got lucky. Yeah, yeah, but I, I was almost like, dude, like no, that's it's supposed to look like that. And uh, it was just kind of like, come on, you know, like people they see you they so much. You're such a good human being. You're uh, this is where I need to learn from you, Aaron, because I would have handled it much differently. I don't be like, oh man, I got the. I didn't get paid that night. Actually, <laughs> I went to the pay window. I went to the pay window, and Charles White, rest his soul, was waiting on me. And he's like, that those kind of fuck ups don't get paid. We're keeping your draw. Matter of fact, you owe us sixty bucks for the for the sweeping up the for the ring. You paying cash or card? <laughs> And you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's, my it's, career it's, was all downhill after that. Missed yeah. the tag and put the baby face over. Man, like, I, I was yeah, I was like, so was, buried. I was down there with earthworms. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. <laughs> but that that's the level. That's the level of yeah. a lot of people. They're, they're just idiots. No, no, no. This is, they know absolutely the wrestling. A lot for some people has turned into. Uh, how many ways can I throw myself out of the ring and jump at people? Like, it, it's like there's yes. very little wrestling, and it's all just like, oh, hey, shoot me over here. I'll jump up. I'll do a kick. I'll do six backflips that make zero sense when I could have just punched you in the face, and then you will fall out and then wait for me to run across the ring and jump on you, and both of us look fine. Like just, yep. you know, like it just, but it yep. is what it is. Uh, I, I, granted, I had Mike Rowe on my uh, new show, Maintaining with Tyrus, and he had this great analogy. Oh, He's like, nobody goodness. wants to listen to the old guy on the porch screaming at him, you know, tell him, trying to tell him what, but they're making yeah. mistakes in life. And I'm like, you know what? That's such a good point. So you have to be careful yeah. how much you complain about because at the end of the day, it's entertainment. And if they want to watch it, they can watch it. And if they want to pick it apart, you know, and some of these guys, this stuff yeah. works, but it's funny. When it comes to the main event, it's never like that. And there's yeah, really, it's exactly. Never like so, that. Like the ribs the on you guys. Know how to do it. Yeah, you beat the shit out of yourselves all night, and we'll work stories, and we'll have thirty year careers, and you'll have ten. <laughs> yeah, but we're old, and we don't know what we're talking about, man. Listen, uh, wrestling's based off of success, and if you have been able to make it to the <laughs> highest point of the highest company. And you've been able to make a shit ton of money, and you've been able to even parlay that into other shit. Then uh, you can say speak on whatever you want to speak on. Like you have been WWE tag team champion. You have been only hired and fired by the top guys. Like you got to sing on national television. Like Trevor, your resume, not to mention the incredible upset victory of a lifetime that you got in the chase 73. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, <laughs> that shit was on Google. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I was mad as a motherfucker on that morning. I woke up and it was on Google, his ass holding the title, standing over the ring. <laughs> Bro, I, I gotta give you the rub. That's the most famous I've ever been, man. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that's some player. top guy. That's some top guy stuff. And Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, you had a chance, but you know you had the suitcase, but apparently you didn't want to dance. So, uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. But uh, you know Make what I'm saying? And, you but, know, no, you know what though? It's uh, it's crazy. You know, you, we were talking about Jimmy Hart. Right. Yeah. I, I, I thought of the story like 
you know, again, not to, to keep this a Jimmy Hart centric podcast, but we are. Why not? Jimmy Hart is why not? Jimmy, I could talk about Jimmy Hart all day. Uh, Jimmy Hart, Jim Cornette, Bobby Heenan. I mean, Bobby, I just I think just because it's because of my favorite wrestlers. But we were spoiled as kids, man. We were oh just absolutely spoiled. Jimmy Hart and his laugh and he'd come out there and honky talk like it was great because you know what the cold part was? They The gimmicks were there, but they never – all the guys who had gimmicks could go, and that's the difference. It wasn't like it's the gimmick was down the ring, and then when the bell rings, it was like, oh, shit. You know, like Honky Tonk yeah. could go. You wanted to see him get his ass kicked, but he it's just they just knew how to work. They knew how to work. They did the gimmick, then they got in the ring, and it's time to go to work. And I think uh, sometimes that's tough. Funkasaurus, I had to deal with that shit all the time. It was like, once the bell rang, I wanted to go to work. I didn't want to do silly stuff. Like, I wanted to go to work. Like I'm, At the end of the day, you're still trying to win the match. Like, whether it's – that's the, the key component to the whole thing is you the illusion of uh, trying to win. And if you don't, then you don't. You tell the story. But you don't – you know, it's well, real to you. I, it's always real. It's real to us. And that's the thing is – and it's real to them. Like, literally, I had someone in the hallway today – Come up to me and be like, Cody's gonna finish his story. Are you so excited? And I was like, He finished his story. We we beat his ass on Monday Night Raw. Remember, Aaron, you were there. Yep. And we ended that <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I beat him a couple yep. times. Yeah, you were on the wrong side, side of it though. But uh Yeah. 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 <laughs> I took the out. Yeah, you took the out, but I got him. We ended that story. <laughs> Boy, do we end that story. Yeah. <laughs> like the story yeah. never existed. It's like our match got cut at Mania, and we wrestled on Monday, yeah. and Tenzai almost got killed by a fireworks explosion because somebody forgot that we weren't dancing on the WrestleMania ramp. Oh, fun times. Huh. <laughs> it was something. Yeah. It but, was something. Yeah, but I, I was just – and I just wanted – and I had to catch myself. I was like, you know what? Good. That they're that they're talking about it at work. It's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. And I need to like I don't need to always be like, oh, well, I'll have you know. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, maybe you will, bro. Maybe you won't. But they all think like I have an, you know, because you were there. You know, and people who are just fans, they think you have like an inside. Like, so you know, you got you know what's going on. Is he going to do it? I said, yeah, you got to buy the pay per view, bro. <laughs> That's it. Oh, well, they do they do pay per view anymore? I don't remember. Is it? It's not uh, the app still, is it? Peacock, I, I, yeah, peacock. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Right. Oh, Peacock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where I watch peacock, a lot of my old uh, old school stuff. Yeah, I started uh, actually. It was like a month ago. I started watching all the Saturday Night Main events from the first one to the you know till. Oh, uh, there's yeah. some gems. Yeah, kind of. There are some gems. The a. I'm telling you, I just watched. Uh, I I loved and I hate. I love the fact that Hogan always came out third or second. He was getting yep. his. Shit, he would not stay to the end of the main event. Like he's had shit to do. And uh, then the matches, my favorite matches are the matches after the the big, the big whether it's Macho Man. Because that's the thing. It was like Macho Man opened it and Hogan and Hogan started opening it. But like it was they get the, the main event, the big deal to get everybody to get the draw, to get the numbers. They got it in early. And then you got wrestling at the end. And it was always like the Bulldogs against the uh, uh, Beefcake and uh, Valentine. It was always a real or the Heart Foundation. It was always like a, a scientific good match afterwards and i was like i wondered how many like of the casual fans just like click or that yeah because, right? like, but, but like, i never did i always was watching the ma- those matches i always thought were the were the best matches because they but they got time too so because on saturday night on saturday wwf superstars it was all squash matches so you mm-hmm. you know you rarely got to see or the guys that were just getting pummeled all of a sudden get a little more uh because i always thought it was the Coco Bewares and the SD Special Delivery Jones and the Barry Horowitzes and et cetera. Those are the those are the real Hall of Famers. You know what I'm saying? Those are the guys that help build the stars. I, I think a lot of times in wrestling, the I think and just spitballing here, the Hall of Fame shouldn't be based off championships because that's a decision of a promoter. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it should be based on the body of work and the guys like the guys you help make, the guys that you made. You know, Warrior mm-hmm. isn't, you know, Goldberg, anybody. Seven, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guys who lay down, I always thought the guys who did the favor should get paid more. And I, because, sure. and I always thought that there should be more 
recognize recognition for those guys that built it because it used to be you had to go through uh, special delivery Jones to get that. Like he was the guy that would get you ready, and he'd be the guy be like this guy's ready. And when they're right, mm-hmm. and they build a superstar, you don't have that superstar. And SD Jones, I'm just for example, he was a big he was a big dude. You know what I'm saying? He was not a little guy. Uh, a lot, none of these guys were. And any one of them, when you see him wrestling other places, and a lot of them were stars. Pedro Morales and Bruno San Martino putting over young guys coming up. You know, like at the time it was Orndorff and and um, uh, Piper and Orton and all those guys don't get heat if they're not having Polish power, uh, Ivan Buskies and stuff to to put them over and stuff. So it's like I always well, thought. Totally. I, I always think there should at least be a section for that. You know, yeah, absolutely. there should be the guy that was recognized for that. He should be because he made stars. You don't have the stars if you don't have um, those guys. And I think um, they should get recognition. Also, I think uh, we should see more referees in the Hall of Fame. I think you can't have a match without them. You know, very true. Dedicated their lives like 20, yeah. 25 years to a company to be booed. Uh, Mike Kyoto should be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> truth. Okay. But but what wrestler that's been up there would would would? Oh, our, when I think of when I'm in trouble, like, yes, I sir. want John Cone, uh, Kyoto, yep. Armstrong, Mister Armstrong. Oh, Some people would have the balls to call him Scott, Mister Armstrong. I'm telling you right now. But he was. He's not a referee. He's a player coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Scott Armstrong yeah. is a referee, is a player coach. Like he will literally tell you that is the shit. fix that hold. You're yeah. embarrassing yourself, yeah. and you won't even know like no one else. And but here's the thing: I was wrestling like one of my first house shows, and um, uh, heel. And I might even work in Shameless. I can't remember. Anyways, the boot kick came. Uh, no, no, no. I was I forget what it was. It was I was somewhere in Europe. And um, the crowd was kind of cheering for me a little bit, which was weird at the time because I wasn't – I was kind of a heel. And um, match was – I put the guy over, can't remember who it was, and he's like, stay down, stay down, stay down. And I was like, what? He's like, stay down. Just just listen to me because I just wanted to roll out and get the hell out of there, you know? <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, 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 come up slowly. So I started listening to everything, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it, and the crowd starts cheering, and then they do the cheer, and I was like – and he's like, see, you control them. Now get the hell, now, now go sell, you know, and then roll it. But he just did things. He he taught you in the moment. That's that. When I think of Scott Armstrong, the referee, I think of he teaches you in the moment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And then he will just, and I think he's in Arn and a lot of those old school guys. They never had a problem with you making a mistake. You just couldn't make the same mistake twice. If that made any sense, right. like if they took the time. If an old school guy yeah. who's been working forever takes the time to teach you and then you take it and then go revert back, he's not going to come back again. And that's the, that's, I think the disconnect. A lot of the, uh, when an old school guy's telling you about telling a story and painting a picture, it's like, well, it doesn't sound as exciting as I'm going to hit a guy with a 360 spin super kick in the, in the first six seconds of the match. And then he just rolls to the floor waiting for me to dive on him and then roll him back in. And then I shoot him off, drop down. We run another spot, even though you just flew 15 feet in the air on somebody, but we still got another eight minutes to go in this match. So old school guys don't do that. Well, that you'll hear that old school guy go. Okay. They would tease it the entire match. (laughs) They would tease it the entire match. Snooker's going up. Piper rolls. Snooker goes up. Orton interferes. Snooker goes up. Piper runs and punches him and gets a cut off and stops him. Another thing. Snooker's finally getting ready to go up, and then he rolls to the floor and runs to the back. And you know, and it's like you teased everybody because guess what? Eventually, he's gonna hit that shit, and when he does, it's over. And Piper knows it. So the -hmm. whole story is him just avoiding getting the super splash. That it's that easy. It's it's that easy. Yep. You know, telling stories is tough, and it's even harder to tell stories on TV because you also got to worry about if somebody a little higher on the food chain than you decides to add an extra couple minutes to their <laughs> shit. You know. Uh huh. And then oh, you become then become then you become the midnight deckhands. Jinder <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mahal, myself, Drew McIntyre. Aaron, Cody Rhodes are all members 
of the Midnight Deckhands. And if I have forgotten a few, uh, and and Trevor, you weren't with us, but you were an honorary member yeah. because you have been a great deckhand so far <laughs> in life. <laughs> but basically, it's like, we got three minutes. Drew, Tyrus, go. <laughs> like, you yep. got it, boss. Okay. Yep. And uh, like a Royal Rumble match. Boy, we got we had 12 minutes, Drew and I. <laughs> When the introductions were over, I we had go home. Just like oh, I remember looking across at Drew, like why? Same thing happened to me and Jack Swagger on My Night Raw. We had it was like nine minutes for our our feud, but we had uh we had uh Mick Foley, the American Dream, Dusty Rose, rest his soul, and uh, Roddy Piper, rest his soul, cutting a promo with me. Uh, as I knew it wasn't going, wasn't I knew they were going to go. You know, they were going to get their stuff in, and time means nothing to them. It used to, but now they're just like, "Hey, I'm the man." And then, uh, then they were had to do stuff on the back end. So we get out there, and uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm feeling particularly uh, cool that day because uh, I remember I was wearing an American flag singlet, and I remember Dean Malenko going, "This is tough for me because I'm not pledge allegiancing to that." <laughs> <laughs> he was like it's the biggest flag i've ever seen on somebody's back in my life but uh then we go out there and uh, swag and i literally had 17 seconds it is the oh. worst and i was up and i hate that is one that i wish we just didn't even have the match i don't think it, it didn't help either one of us me, him charging at me, catching a headbutt, and me splashing him one, two, three, didn't help either one of us. You know what I mean? Like sometimes guys, yeah. you know, like, but it has to be the guy going over that has to say something. Like, hey, man, I don't think this is because the guy who's not, he's not saying it because he doesn't want to do the favors. Swag, he did it. Didn't even look. Didn't even flinch because Swag's a super pro. Mm-hmm. But, but I was like, hey, man, to, maybe we should just do like a, a, no, a no contest. You know what I'm saying? We just fight out to the floor and I bump him and then dance with everybody. And they're like, no, he just wants just a quick finish. Like, basically, you guys are done. Like, that's it. We don't give a shit. We're moving on. Yeah. And uh, that's a part of the business. It sucks, you know. But um, he's he's especially as talented as Swagger is like the hatch. Obviously it did not hurt his career. No, not swag. Oh man. Hager, Jake Hager can walk into any building in this country and get heat. I've seen, it doesn't matter what they did to him. Didn't matter how much far they buried him or who had, they beat him each week. Swag. If you get swag at a house show, he, and he starts doing his, he was one of my favorite guys to work because he got heat no matter where he went. You know, he just, a lot of, we, but, that was one thing about our group. Everyone was a student of the game. You know, the problem was is that the – and I don't give a shit. I'm, I, I made it. The problem is the dudes, the superstars from the Attitude Era refused to relinquish and allow our guys to be stars. They protected – I'm just – it's real. hey, I, I give a damn. No, dude. I, I when you have guys that were top guys in the Attitude Era and they want to stay the top guys always – and then they're in charge of creative. It's it's gonna be kind of funny how the there was never a time when you saw them working our guys and doing the favor like it was done for them. Yep. You know. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, they'd never do that. Like yeah, he, yeah. How many times did you beat DX? Like, what did that do to him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, because they wouldn't Whatever. have done it. They wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You know, yep. and I just I look at it like that's the reason why they're always like, oh, The Rock and oh, Cena and Triple H and yeah, and everything was designed to keep them because none of them. Cena, although uh, correction, Cena will do it. A thousand, he'll he'll put guys over, but there was moments when it was time, and that they and they did in that Attitude Era thing, they refused to do it. Like uh, I always thought, it should have been like Bray Taker, you know, rest his soul. But it was just opportunity. Cesaro, like Cesaro, why was Cesaro oh, not man. six times WWE champion? Like, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or like Aaron, why wasn't Aaron the new face of a four horseman yeah. click as a champ? Like guys got over and then they weren't allowed to get over. It wasn't like Triple H would come out and have a match and put them over, like the old guys used to have to. Like yeah. Dusty had to do with Barry yeah. and them. Like it was just this thing where like. If Stone Cold showed up, didn't matter whether he, and again, this ain't a shot at them. I get it. You're in a position of power. You're going to keep it. But I'm just saying when they criticize our group, it's like Dolph Ziggler, the difference between Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler's a little bigger and a better athlete, but 
when the rocket got put on his back, they didn't take it off. Our guys, they put it on and up. Oh, let's take it off and put it on somebody else. Up, oh, let's put yeah. it on. Put, da, yeah. da, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know, and it and and, uh, and it hurt the legacy of this generation because we still had to put over one week of uh, attitude air guy come on the thing and tell you to shut the basically call you a bitch and he kisses ass and he can say that and the crowd's gonna go woo he cussed and then we're like well gosh darn it don't say that to me because if we cuss we got fined yep. yeah you know what I'm saying so I was like <laughs> that's why that night that show hit me that with the table uh, he hit me in the smaller back with the table and I was like in right into the camera and I've been so why'd you cuss? And I went, uh, it's the only thing that came to mind when I got hit in the small of the back instead of the top of my shoulders. <laughs> you know, so if you're gonna find me, so do it. But I think under the circumstances, uh I wasn't fine for that one. But it is a thing. You know what I'm saying? When they do come, when the and so it's harder for guys because they should now it should be the guys coming up now should be beating the guys from the PG era that are ready to pass the torch. You see yep. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But because the torch wasn't passed to us, or there's nobody there. There's there nobody no, there. The torch ain't lit. You know yeah, because you only no play. Yeah, there's no exactly, exactly, and that's why the old school guys when they come back they get so much hype ah. because they're not paying it forward, and they need to. Yep. Well, Period. I didn't pay it forward in that segment, and uh, you know what? I regret it the rest of my life as far as the, uh, you know, from a character standpoint. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the, the, I'm referring to that little thing I was in. Yeah. No, no, right? no. You're uh, about. But it, it's, it, it is, it's more of a, like, it, it, like a respect thing to where at some point when that transition happened. Right. And it was also due to the like society, right? Like what, what was the kind of undercurrent? in society at the time where, okay, more PG and we're getting away from kind of lewd and rude things, but there was still a place for, again, the torch to be passed. And that was a severe fumble. And again, like, like who do you point the finger at, you know, creatively and this and that. And, 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 and look like the writers who I didn't like to deal with a lot of them, there was, there were a couple really cool ones, but as a team, you, I mean, what, what do they have? Like 50 writers or something like that. Yeah. Well, so okay. Well, yeah. The, like, let's why, be honest. They had one. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, and th- there was just this very—I um, don't know. Like, 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 there's severe disconnect, and I think it it hurt our generation like a lot, really. I th- and uh, I, I know that sounds very simplistic, but I'm, I'm trying to I, articulate I, it because it's a major fumble. I'll throw it through my opinion in on this. I think that generation, and I think I was a part of that as well, there was a lot more personal than there was business going on when it came to attitude on how to conduct themselves. Whereas now, the roster's smaller. Uh, they have a more, their, their business acronym and how they treat their wrestlers is more focused on a business-like uh, atmosphere. Um, you guys know as well as I do how many guys were starting to get over there but because somebody didn't like them in the back that had nothing to do with the, the wrestling end of it would say something and so or put something in someone's ear and all of a sudden that wrestler is not on TV anymore. Yep. There was a lot of, you know, personal decisions made on for the business. And a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys, you know, lost, I wouldn't say lost their careers, but you guys know sometimes lightning in a bottle only happens one time. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that missed out on great opportunities because of that. Not trying to be a downer, but that's the truth. No, that's I've the truth. It. That, that's reality. Yeah, and I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to bury that company. You know, WWE. That they're definitely not like that anymore. No, you can see that within their wrestlers. You can see how they handle the wrestlers, how they do their business. But back then, there were a lot of business decisions being uh, being made with personal decisions, and that's a lot of careers got ruined because of that. You're listening to the three wise men, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I'm. Uh, it, <laughs> hey, everybody went quiet on that after a second. Oh, no, no. I, the reason why I got my, I, I just got something sent to me. They just showed uh, Haku, uh, affectionately known as Pa, he's my son's grandfather, uh, watching the Shockmaster tape for the first time. 
and he's laughing because uh, it's the Dark Side of the Ring episode, and they just sent it to me on social media because he had never seen it before. And because uh, I, you know, here's the thing: the boys were working back then. They didn't watch the product; they were working. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So they were working. So he's never seen it before, and he's laughing. And I'm glad I get like to see him the the silly side of him. But I I solved that riddle. I went right up to Crockett, and I wanted to know the answers, the, the Shockmaster, and I solved the riddle. So, and it was a, a whole career thing. I did a commercial for the WWE. Uh, where I with the uh, wrestling buddies, I had the featured wrestling buddy, and I had to c- do the wall thing like um, uh, Shockmaster did, and I was like, I'm going to figure out what happened. Oh no, no, I I knew you had to go foot first. He didn't, but what happened was is I tested the theory because Dusty told me that Cornet was or not Cornet Crockett was pissed that it was Dusty's idea, and I guess he didn't like it. So he had them nail a two-by-four at the bottom of it that That's wouldn't give. So, And then he tripped when he went through it because you got to go feet first. You got to lead with your foot where you're going. You go with your hands, your body just – and you go to step, you don't, and you end up falling forward because I tested it, the theory, right? And um, so he went to put his foot forward, and he went hands first, and you're going to – he hit the thing. It didn't give, and he fell. So – I, I go to Crockett with this, and I said, "I'm just going to ask you, man to man, front of you know, hey, Shockmaster, did you put the two by four nailed it in there?" And he said, "You damn right, I did. I did it." <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Aaron was there. <laughs> I said, and I was like, I think Aaron just started yelling, "Aha, aha!" I was like, yep. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Bingo. Yep. That was uh, mystery solved. Mystery solved. Not an easy mystery to solve. Dude, Kirby, do you remember when Crockett, like when we were eating dinner and him and his lawyer? Oh, my goodness. He is a gimmick. Oh, dude. Okay, so we're um, we're in Nashville, right? Mm -hmm. I think. Remember that nice hotel that had the restaurant downstairs that would stay open for (laughs) us and cook steaks and there in Nashville, tea? Yep. Yeah, so we're there. Trevor and I are eating dinner, and Crockett and his friend, it was a lawyer come up, but like they came on either side of us. And the lawyer, Trevor, wasn't he? It was like a butter knife or a steak knife or something he like that. He had a butter knife in his hand. In his hand. I'm not, I am not both. And we're, we're eating, and we're like, Crockett's like, you need to give this envelope to Billy, right? Or something like that, there where you had to get. Newspapers that, that on a story that his lawyer had written in that newspaper. And like wanted confirmation that it would be delivered. And then they walked away and I was like, bro, that was really interesting, but awesome. Like I was kind of marking out, you know what I mean? It was like, well, it's the way they came up. Yeah. Yeah. Butter knife in his hand. Like, Hey, make sure these get to, uh, to Billy Corrigan. All right. And I need you to text me when they do. And we're like, okay, like no problem. While he's got this butter knife pointed at us and pointing at us with it, Jeez. we just got hustled by two old guys over some newspapers. Yep, <laughs> like, there was no reason to have a knife at all, and he had it. You know, he, sorry. Speaking of dark side of the ring, though, I do Harley. There's an episode coming up of Harley, and I am on it proudly. Oh, oh yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Uh, they're debuting, I guess, next Tuesday is their first episode of the of the season. But, I won't uh, miss that. Yeah. Hey, I've been Please sending you his stuff out. lately. He keeps popping I up. I know. I've been watching it, man. I'm watching it. Dude. I just think nobody, uh, you know, uh, and it's tough because and I, they're looking at me. we got to <laughs> rap. But um, I, I always try to figure out who was better at the drunken fighter spot. And it'd be like, I would, it would be down to three contestants. It'd be Cowboy Bob Orton. Harley Race and Terry Funk, and I gotta be honest. After him as the king, I think it's I think Harley Race is the winner. Like he, you're talking about the bump over the time the corner. It was like fifty of them. He'd always have his feet hanging off the end, like uh, yeah, you know the drunk. Like him and Cowboy Bob Orton would be the final. Him would be the two finalists because you always like to see guys who've been in a fight before because they know how to sell. 
You know, I've yep. also you also like to see guys who know how to fight drunk because they've been there before. <laughs> it's a different. Well, that's a Harley laugh right there. If there ever was one, right there. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You're kind of turned into him. If we can get you to perm your hair. What? what? The oh, king of the NWA? Whoa! whoa what? Whoa. Aaron makeover. You know I, I would catch. Yes. That. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and we're yeah. in the business where heat yeah. sells. All right, we're gonna pause that. The refrigerator. Ooh. We're going with King uh, <laughs> Trevor Murdoch. All oh, hail Lord Murdoch. Oh, we gotta get him a little guy. Hey, oh Jeezy's available. Get Jeezy dress Jeezy yeah. up like a little jester. The king is coming. Like, I gotta take it to Billy the next level. Not hear this. I hope Billy does not. I'm hear literally this texting it. him right now. I still, <laughs> dude, the perm. Can you imagine, tre- like Trevor dude, with oh the perm? Oh my god! No. Oh yes. Yes. You will be so cool. Jacket with the. <laughs> oh no! The on the dude, no one. No one is cool when someone says you will be so cool. But, I guarantee uh, you, the entire area of your city will have burn bomb theirs. You will bring back a hairdo. Oh dude, man! Walking, oh my God, with a perm. Oh, man, like, the, uh, the blonde perm. Dude, oh, oh hell, Murdoch. Hey, for any of my fans out there who know how to cut and paste, if you could get me a Trevor Murdoch with blonde permed hair with a crown, purple crown on it, I would be very happy indeed. See if I can know some people out there. All right, for more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com and all hail King Trevor. Because I have a hard time saying King Murdoch without think, <laughs> thinking of myself. So, uh, King T is uh, – see, it's just coming. See, it's just yeah, coming, man. man. Oh, we got stuff to do. The royal court will get you your own people. Oh, man, your little tag partner. He, You're the king, so he could be the – well, he could be what – could, what could he – What he's the – I guess the he would, he'd be the duke. Yeah, you give him a duke. You give, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't make him like a brother, because then he'd have to kill you. Because then he'd want your, <laughs> I want my spot. He's your spot. So you got to keep an eye on him. You got to watch that guy. That's just like pro wrestling. Yeah, it is in huh? life. <laughs> All right, fellas, I'm out. I got to go do one more show. So I'll have fun. You. Yep. Uh, and like I yeah, said, yeah, all right. Uh, all hail King T. Enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.